Welcome to Eye for an Eye, an exploration into the harsh reality of the negative and positive impacts that religion has had on our lives. Initially, this podcast was intended to explore how three different religions impacted our three hosts, Savannah Davis, Sarah Najee, and Kaylin Gustafson. But as we created it, this podcast took a deeper dive into the concept of religion itself, the institutions involved in it, the bigotry surrounding it, and finally, the morals gained from it. But the biggest question we had for our interviewees and ourselves was, based on our personal knowledge we have about religion today and our own experiences, do the benefits of religion outweigh the negatives that come along with it? Our first interview is with Ms. Cheatham, one of our guidance counselors here at the Dairyfield School. In this interview, we discuss the confusing contradictions in the Bible and the role religion played in our relationship with our parents and in discipline growing up. I would first like to say thank you to Ms. Sheena for coming on with us to be our interviewee today. How are you doing, Ms. Sheena? Uh, great. Happy to be doing this. <laughs> Appreciate so, you asking. Just to, for our listeners, just give us a little bit of background of who you are, and then we can dive into our topic of religion. Great. So my name is Courtney Erin Cheatham. <laughs> Um, I this is my first year at Dairyfield. I serve as a counselor, um, girls basketball coach, advisor to sixth graders. Next year, I'm going to be our director of wellness. So very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I've been working in education for, gosh, about 16 years or so. Um, I'm older than I look. <laughs> but that's okay. And I'm excited to be joining you. Well, we are excited um, to have you here. Um, so just so that you know our listeners can understand, what exactly is your history with religion? Um, did you grow up with it? Were you willfully like going to? Yeah, sure. So part of why I said my middle name is because I was raised in an Irish Catholic household. Um, I'm the youngest of five children, actually, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And we were, uh, we followed sort of traditional Catholic um, rituals. So I was baptized, had a first communion, went through the process of confirmation. Uh, I'm going to have to say I probably was not very engaged because I don't really remember any of it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I had a lot going on as a kid, and so I wasn't necessarily um, overly engaged in what I was doing. Uh, I was always in public school, but when I got to high school, I actually went to Trinity High School. And so once I got to Trinity, um, Trinity is a Catholic high school in Manchester, I took uh, a required religion course every year. Uh, They start you off in ninth grade as a very traditional um, kind of intro to Christianity, Catholicism course. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway. But as you progress through the years, it actually becomes, there's a world religions course and there um, is sort of a, an ethical 
moral morality course as you get to be a senior. Some really, really interesting stuff. And that was kind of cool because I, you know, I had done all these um, CCD and all of that as a youngster, but to really look at uh, some of the worldly views on religion and different ways that religion impacted different cultures and communities was really cool. Um, also, ironically, my, my childhood best friend, um, and, and actually six of my very close friends were Jewish. Um, and so I spent a lot of time with this particular friend. And so I actually learned a lot about um, the Jewish culture went to temple with her a couple times um and i actually performed at her bar mitzvah i'm gonna say that wrong because i always get confused if it's bar or bot see i'm not that i'm obviously not Jewish. <laughs> but um so i actually i spoke um and presented some hebrew with her which was really cool so that was fun so i've kind of like dabbled all over the place mm -hmm. then i went on to um, boston college which is a jesuit school and so it, there were some required courses there was a phil uh, philosophy three philosophy years you had to take and um three um religious requirements as well i took again more ethical dilemma morality kind of things one year i did take was like very strictly uh, intro to christianity and it was probably the worst grade i ever got at bc <laughs> it wasn't so bad it was like a b plus mm -hmm. but it was you know but it was um so I, again something i don't think i was overly engaged in but i do think that the the moral and ethical dilemma class was cool but i was actually with a lot of nurses in the class mm -hmm. and so we did a lot of medical um, ethical um, cases. So that was really, really interesting course. Um, and I love philosophy. And I think that there's some overlap between philosophy and religion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And philosophy really got me thinking and reflecting on my own life and my own values, which I think to this day is a really um, important piece of my sort of educational career. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my history with religion. Um, now I am non-practicing. Um, I wouldn't say that I, I really think too much about it on a daily basis. Um, I think I am, in general, I'm a pretty liberally minded human being. Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, religion can be very strict. And I always kind of look at things from all perspectives, which mm -hmm. kind of makes religion not a great fit for me yeah. as, a, as a person. Um, but I can see why other people find value in that. I think that's kind of also what I found and what I'm starting to think about in terms of what you're talking about, me also being like having pretty progressive views. Yeah. Um, and growing up in a more progressive church, it's easier, but also at the same time, the institution itself, when I think about it, um, you know, it can be uncomfortable because my mm -hmm. views don't necessarily align with yeah. that of Christianity in general. So, Do you think like growing up, did you feel, I guess, not necessarily shunned, but like, did you feel like there are people against you in the church because of like your liberal views or, cause I know like for me, cause I, I live in a Catholic, pretty Catholic household. And so a lot of my pretty progressive views aren't, are very much far away from what the church would um, align with. So. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, you know, I, I can't say that I was a, I was a rebel at all because I'm not. I'm a very big rule follower, and I did not really create much trouble, I don't think, yeah. for my parents. But ironically, the only times that things would ever come up that my parents would then sort of feel like they had to discipline me on, they seemed to use religion as a, as a reference point that sort of supported them in making hard decisions against me. And that was really hard because I, I just, I, I'm like, this just seems odd that we're going to get our direction on how to parent. 
when I really felt like I was not causing any, any, any issues. Um, I know one, one in general was like about sexuality. That was like a huge piece of it. Like, um, you know, my father would like quote, you know, the, the Bible or say, and, and it's just, he's not even a really religious guy. So when he would defer to that for discipline, and I think just to look for it as support and guidance yeah. um, was just really confusing to me um, and, and really difficult because he's trying to use things that he believes to support the decisions he's making. But those, <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with him, even as an adult that said, dad, the exact things that you're telling me you believe in are things I don't support at all. So it's hard for me to understand where you're coming from. Um, although I respect where you're at, that's just not something that yeah. <laughs> I can relate to. So I can, I can totally relate to that situation <laughs> completely. Um, I think what my parents do a lot, like even like the most smallest little things that they believe are like sins or that they believe will get you to hell and things like that, like they'll use like that that language to make me feel bad for wanting to like do something yeah it can just be the smallest little thing and they'll be like no because god said this in the bible so you cannot do my dad actually quoted the 10 commandments (laughs) and and i was like i'm legit i'm I'm 36 (laughs) i'm 36 i swear this was like when i was 30 he was like you know, this is a violation of a commandment. I'm like, what? Like, this is 20-whatever it was, 2015 or something. It was always surprising when my dad would do it because my my mother is Catholic, but my dad, he's he's Protestant Christian. So, like, he did grow up Catholic, but then he converted. And so, like, he does not practice in any way, at least that I've seen as much as my mother is. And so when he's, like, talking about the Bible, I'm like... What's happening? I don't know. I honestly get really confused too because it it kind of pushes me away from religion more when they do that than wanting to like listen to them. Like it it pushes me to want to rebel against what they're saying than actually like hear what they're saying because I feel, and it also kind of invalidates like their points that they're trying to make a little bit because they're telling me that all that I'm gonna like go to hell or that I'm sinning and that God is so upset with me if I like I don't know like want to hang out with a certain person and I'm like well um I guess I'm sinning I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah it's hard it's hard to to feel like there's a directive coming from something that you can't physically put your hands on exactly and I think that's really where religion is such an interesting you know not not too differently it's like nutrition (laughs) nutrition to me is like one of those things where like I guess there's there's a lot I feel like there's always evidence to support lots of different things like you should have butter you shouldn't have butter you should have margarine you should like there's so many different Mm -hmm. things even even research-based evidence to support the different values that it makes me question like what is actually true Exactly. And I think that's sort of where religion comes into play. It's like, I, I don't even know what to believe or not believe. Yeah. So I feel like I have to sort of look inside instead of outward. And I think I, that's probably the, the biggest reason why religion doesn't fit really in my life. It's because I've learned that I think you have to be inward out when you look for direction, when you look for decision making. And when someone uses religion, they, I sort of think it, it could be outward in. It's also like when people look to outside sources to tell them about themselves yeah. or outside people. I'm like, well, really only you can know what you are, right? Like your soul, spirit, whatever is just so unique yeah. that like not conforming to something is not something I'm great at. <laughs> May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through 
wilderness protect you through the storm may he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you may he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors after interviewing miss cheatham and talking about the hypocrisies in christianity and using the bible we decided to interview savannah's pastor Pastor John at the Bedford Presbyterian Church. To get a professional perspective on Christianity and how we perceive the Bible. In fact, the song you hear now is him singing one of his favorite hymns. So like, <laughs> the Bible says a lot of things. I mean, like, like in the Old Testament, there's this one passage where it's like, if you have mold on your tent, then when you clean the mold off, you need to have the priest come and mm -hmm. bless the tent, you know? And I'm like, I I have never been called to someone's house <laughs> to, to bless, bless it tent. if there's mold in their house. Like, like that, that does never happen. And yet, and yet that rule will be right next to some rule that people will say, oh, that's clearly what God you intends. Have you this. have to do yeah. this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, what about the mold? You know? <laughs> and so to, to me, in terms of um, seeking to be a good Christian, there are all those commandments. Um, I mean, there are the Ten Commandments in the book of Exodus. But then after that, it's just like, rule after rule after law after law after law going all the way through and even in the new testament there are some things that people will say well this this particular passage about how women should keep their heads covered in mm -hmm. church or you know that kind of stuff well that's clearly a, a rule but to me when jesus gives jesus talks about two commandments loving god and loving neighbor loving god with our whole selves and loving our neighbor as ourselves. And to me, you know, if we are seeking to do those things, then the important rules, not necessarily the rules about mold and mildew, but, <laughs> but the important rules about how we treat one another, how we respect one another, um, how we um, are, are reverent in the right way, um, those, those those rules get followed if we're seeking to love God and love neighbor. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people can get very specific, um, but it's really hard to be completely consistent with all of it. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I kind of take a, 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 a step or two back and say, what is the most important thing here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, loving God and loving neighbor. And uh, Jesus, in, his, when he was, in the Gospel of John, he gives his, his, his great commandment to love one another. So love God, love neighbor, love one another. And so to, this, this law of love should inform all the choices that we make. How am I loving my neighbor? How am I seeking to love myself in the choices that I make with my body or mm -hmm. my time or the things I buy? How am I seeking to love my neighbor and with, with, with the things that I spend my money and attention on? Um, how am I seeking to honor God in what I do with my life, the life that's been given to me? Um, how am I seeking to honor God in the way I treat creation um, mm -hmm. um, from an ecological standpoint? You know, um, 
the law of love, love of God, love of neighbor, really covers a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, it's not that I'm cherry picking those two little verses, Mm -hmm. but because Jesus says that those two laws, love of God and love of neighbor, sum up everything else. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to spend more time trying to do those than I am worrying about mold and mold mildew. Mold on the tongue. Um, <laughs> and some of the other things. But, but so, so, so that's kind of, kind of where, I, where I, I see in terms of... And do I, do I do those perfectly? Do I love God and love neighbor perfectly? No. I have a four, mm-hmm. almost four-year-old son at home, and he drives me crazy. He's wonderful, <laughs> but he drives me crazy. You know? And so, you know... I'm really having to learn how to love my neighbor in a different way with this other being in the house, you know, because he he knows how to push those buttons. But, um, you know, so so life is a constant process of trying to learn how to love better. Um, And that's what I think that's what we as faithful people are are all trying to do, you know, regardless of where we might go to church. Rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you.